This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another edition of the Autzen Audible's podcast, Emergency Style. The Oregon Ducks have... Eric, I'll be honest with you. I've lost track. Is this four verbal commitments in the last three days, four days? It's four verbal commitments in four days. Maliki Matavahu on Wednesday, and then Buckner and Perkins on Friday, and then here we are Saturday, and the, the good news just keeps on coming. Yeah, the Oregon Ducks have landed their 12th verbal commitment. We're going to break it all down here on the emergency edition of the Ots and Audible's podcast. And before we do, I want to remind you guys, you can subscribe today for $1, for as low as $1 to DuckTerritory.com. You get inside scoop, expert analysis, read all the content across the 24-7 sports network and not just one site. You get access to the Oregon Duck insiders like Eric, Kevin Wade, myself, national, regional writers as well, exclusive recruiting coverage. And real quick, when you start paying your normal price – your regularly scheduled pricing. So after your, if you choose the month to month pricing, you pay $1 for your first month and then it goes to $9.95 for every month after that. Once you start paying $9.95, you get CBS All Access for free. That's a $99 value that's just thrown on top of your membership at duckterritory.com. And just to give you kind of a little look into what you could get with that, well, CBS a couple weeks ago said, They've added the Godfather trilogy to their movie list, uh, Star Trek First Contact, new episodes of a bunch of original content for CBS and CBS All Access. You get all of that streaming for free and commercial free on CBS All Access. So by subscribing to DuckTerritory.com, you get Oregon News. You get to join a great community of Duck fans. And on top of that, you get another edition of a streaming platform that has a, a value of basically $100 a year. So sign up for DuckTerritory.com today if you can. All right, let's break down the fourth verbal commitment in four days for Mario Cristobal's Oregon Duck football program. Safe to say that this program is scorching hot right now on the recruiting trail. They've got all the momentum on their side, spots are starting to fill up. There's not a lot of room at certain positions. We're, we're, we're now past the halfway point, I think, of this class being finalized, and that's because Darren Barkins, a three-star quarterback from Matterday Catholic High School in Chula Vista, California, has given his verbal commitment to the Oregon Ducks. And this is one in which... He's a three-star pro- prospect. He He's ranked as the 64th best cornerback in the country. He is the 770th best player in the country regardless of position. He is the 70th best player in the state of California. And at first look, it would appear that there this isn't maybe the most talented player out there that Oregon could find for the cornerback position. But just like I said – 
on the on the Jerry's Perkins podcast that go look at who is off and you'll get a good good eye of the talent that Darian Barkins has because let's look at some of these schools that that have offered him scholarships so far that he chose Oregon over and that includes a program like California who last I checked knows their defense and knows their their secondary recruits uh, Oklahoma another school that has produced every year really good secondaries Utah they are another elite defensive program that has offered him a scholarship Boise State is another school that was involved in the picture early on and they certainly know defense the Washington Huskies the Washington State Cougars so Darian Barkins is a guy that while he is a three-star prospect his offer sheet is pretty impressive for a player of his caliber I'm sure there are fans listening right now going, oh, we, we had all of these four stars and suddenly there's been a, a, a group of three star commitments. What's going on? Is something wrong? And just to dissuade that notion, um, Bar- Barkins is a really exciting young player and somebody who I think, I'm not going to say he's a four star when they do the rankings next, but I think certainly is a mover on, on that trajectory in terms of moving up in the rankings as time goes on. I know, um, his interest level has continued to peak at Washington, another school that knows his defensive backs just offered I think this past week so um, he's a prospect that's certainly on the rise out west and I know there's again a notion that you watch the stars and you go at one point Oregon had eight of their nine commitments were four stars and now they only have eight out of 12 because the last three commitments were were three stars or currently unranked by 247 just just to be clear that that doesn't mean these are bad recruits or bad prospects there are a ton of really good players that are three-star recruits and I think Barkins is one of those guys who has that upside to be better than a quote unquote where his ranking is right now. And I know people get stuck on that a little bit. And we obviously talk about how important it is to, to land these recruits that are four stars and have the high average ranking. We've talked about that a lot, but just because a recruit doesn't necessarily benefit the average ranking of the class doesn't mean he's weighing them down at all. These are priority recruits and Oregon, frankly, isn't going to take um, a player, you know, in late May, almost June, um, who, who they don't totally love and are totally, you know, don't have any, I guess, concerns regarding. So I, I think I'm sure there are some that are, that are listening going like, boy, we keep getting these three-star guys. What's the deal? We had all these four-star recruits. That's just part of the game. Sometimes, um, players are going to, again, these rankings aren't finalized either. So I, I think Barkins is an exciting player. And Barkins is the, the type of recruit who is a three-star player, has some good film as a junior and, Going into the spring and the summer seven on seven and combine circuit, he is the classic case of showing up to those combines and doing an exceptionally good job uh, at those events and seeing his his ranking skyrocket to a four star ranking. And this is where COVID nineteen yeah. kind of has factored into the recruiting because Darren Barkins has already seen an, an uptick in his ranking based off of no information, or I should say based off of no new information of, of film. It's literally going, it's literally been going back and reviewing his film and realizing, oh, this is a guy that, that needs to be ranked higher and this, that I, I, our ranking crew or committee is high on him and is certainly feeling of, of his potential. Uh, but they've, they've already seen a, a high increase in his ranking already and he could have seen even more had he had the ability to go out and compete at 
a seven on seven event or compete at a the opening regional combine or an Under Armour regional combine or, or what have you. Um, those events are are critical for players of Barkin's stature, where there's a ton of potential. We've got a lot of questions though, but we also feel like this is a guy that has a high ceiling. And it's certainly reflected by that by the schools that are offering them scholarships. Because look, the schools that I just ran through, they would not have offered him a scholarship if if they didn't feel like he was someone that could compete at their level. And last time I checked, there were a couple teams that won conferences in that in that list, and there were a couple teams that recently made the college football playoff the last five or six years that have offered him scholarships. And some of those schools are, are, are you know, nationally known for their defense and, and in particular their secondaries. And so I look at Barkins and think, okay, this is going to be a prospect that he's going to need a couple years maybe of development and we'll see what happens in the next two or three years. And it's a reflection of, I think, Maybe that the staff is pretty confident in the young cornerbacks that they've got, and they've also brought in a, a Jugo guy and Darian Perkins or Jadarius Perkins that will be able to kind of fill the gap of some of the departed seniors from the t- to 2020 defense. Um, real quick, what, what have you seen on his film review? Yeah, he's long and he's wiry. I think he definitely needs to add some weight. Six foot one seventy, and he, he that he doesn't look much heavier than that on film. You know, sometimes you see player listed and, and you go, man, he's actually probably five ten pounds lighter or heavier. He, he looks one seventy. He, he's not a very thick prospect right now, but that's fine for the position. And I do think you look at the way that he carries the weight, and there's certainly room to add ten fifteen pounds to that frame and, and be a six foot one hundred eighty one hundred eighty five corner by the time he arrives at Oregon, or at least by the time he's ready to contribute, um, shows good ball skills. I think pretty good in the open field, too, when he does possess the ball. There's a little bit of his high, about the first minute and a half of his tape is on offense, and you get to see his speed and athleticism and his his ball skills on offense as well. And those translate on defense when he does force a turnover and pick it off. You can see his athleticism there. Um, in coverage, he's not – we talked about, I guess, yesterday, because these are happening back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but Jarius Perkins and how physical he was – at the line of scrimmage is kind of a bump and run guy. Barkins does not carry that similar, I would say, aggression at the line of scrimmage, but he's not particularly physical, but he has good feet, good hips, and, and stays with his man well throughout. So, again, I, I think this is a upside prospect here who, when he does fill out and he you know, carries it, maybe he needs to, maybe he grows a little bit more, but I, I think there's, there's upside here in terms of what he can be because you could be looking a couple years down the line at maybe a, Six foot, six foot one, one hundred ninety pound corner, who is good in space as a tackler and also really good as a coverage guy and a playmaker at the back end of your defense. Interesting. The first couple highlights of his film were of him on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about a minute and a half of it was, and you watch it, and like I said, he's got great. I think he's got pretty good straight line speed. I didn't see a forty time attached on the profile or on his on his tape, so I can't say for sure how fast he's running. But you can see he got, he's got good speed, um, and he shows pretty good wiggle too in space. So I, again, I think maybe he's someone who could help in a return game somewhere down the line as well. That we don't really see any return on his um, on his seven and a half minute film, which is probably pretty inclusive of his of his junior season. Now, where where does he fit in terms of some of the trends that we've seen that Oregon's recruiting right now at the cornerback position? Well, 
he does not qualify in terms of the all-time commitment ranking based upon his rankings right now, so we can't put him all-time um, up against some of these Dante Mannings and Mikhail Wrights, these recent commitments that are near the top of the cornerback position. Um, I think the, 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 basically the only trend I can think of here is Oregon has now kind of landed two cornerbacks in two days here because all-time he doesn't really stack up. Um, there's not a whole a lot of correlation in terms of the area of the country he's from. I mean, he's from Southern California. Oregon obviously has had some success down there. Um, same part of the country as C.J. Verdell, not the same high school, um, but Chula Vista is the same hometown. So maybe that's uh, a correlation right there. All right, let's take a quick break. You're listening to the Ops and Audible's podcast. a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. I'm at Prairie Eric Scopolis with me. We're breaking down the Darian Barkins verbal commitment for the Oregon Ducks, the 12th verbal commitment for Oregon in the class of 2021. And that commitment puts Oregon now with a collective score of 201.24, which has placed them now in the top 10. They surpass Iowa uh, they are just about one point behind Minnesota for number nine in the in the country, and uh, it's it's a pretty remarkable jump this week because Oregon went from I think what twenty one or so yeah twenty one uh, before beginning of the week, mm-hmm. and when when Maliki Matabo committed to, to Oregon, the Ducks jumped to fourteenth, and then Brandon Buckner put them to eleventh. And Jadarius Perkins is unranked, and we have we we do know that uh, our site has submitted him for uh, emergency review. We'll we'll see how quickly that gets done, but he is currently not ranked, so he will not count towards any of the rankings negatively or or positively. Uh, but then you also now have have Darian Barkins in this group of, of verbal commitments, and the Ducks have have moved into the tenth spot nationally. And it gives you a good indicator of where this class is going because Oregon is in a good spot. They've got a, a, a lot of high-profile recruits. And, and now Barkins is the latest recruit that's got a high ceiling. And he joins a position group that's going to kind of have an overhaul going into the 2021 football season because so many of the cornerbacks on Oregon's roster are going to graduate uh, after this season. Yeah, or go pro. Think- or go pro. And I was going to say, I think the thing for Barkins and just the young cornerbacks in general is you're going to have opportunity to position yourself for a starting spot 
in 2021 when both Graham and Lenore graduate, and that op, you know opens up this door for probably Mikhail Wright to. I think we're pretty confident to be one of the starters, maybe a Dante Manning, given his stature as a recruit on the other side. But Barkins will have a chance there to, to battle for a spot as a true freshman. And then as a sophomore or a redshirt freshman, depending upon what they do with him playing time-wise, there's a good chance Mikhail Wright's a three-and-done at Oregon. And after the 2021 season, which might be his only season as a full-time starter, he goes pro and is a you know a top draft pick of some kind. And that would mean there'd be another starting spot available again in 2022. Um, so you look at it from a Barkins perspective, I don't think he's going to step in and probably win that job right away in 2021. Um, I, I think Manning is such a highly regarded recruit. I think there's some players currently on the roster. We've got a Jadarius Perkins we talked about on uh, yesterday's podcast, emergency podcast. I think his upside is, is high enough that he could potentially challenge for a starting spot right away in 2021. So there'll be some competition right away, but 20, by 2022, if Bright does go pro, I think that's a, a possibility for Barkins to kind of carve out a role then. And if it's not then, I mean, you look at the rest of the talent on the roster, a lot of those players would be um, graduating after 2022, and so maybe 2023. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to start is kind of the, uh, the, the, the long-winded portion of that answer. Um, but it's not going to be easy because there is a lot of talent at Oregon, and, and Barkins is going to have to prove himself against, I think, I mean, I think earning a starting job in this defensive backfield, especially at corner, over the next handful of years, it's just never going to be easy given the talent Oregon has brought in over these last couple of cycles. And I look at Darren Barkins as a guy that Oregon feels like his years two, three, four, and and likely five at Oregon are going to be significantly better than year one or, or maybe year two. Yeah, uh, at Oregon, he, I look at him as as a guy that's going to come to Oregon and more than likely redshirt for the 2021 football season. But uh, I I think this is a player that doesn't need to play right away. And if he does, then that's just a sign of how good he is. Because even though they lose Diomede Lenore and Thomas Graham Jr. and we know Javon Holland is an NFL draft pick. Uh, in the top 10 if he chooses to come out after the 2020 football season. And then, like you said, Michael Wright is draft eligible after 2021 and conceivably could be the best one of all of those guys. Mm-hmm. They still have Dante Manning. They still have Jamal Hill. They still have DJ James. And they still have uh, Triquez Bridges. And they've just added J.J. Greenfield into the mix. He would be a true freshman this year. They also have Rome McKinley, who – came to the program as a cornerback, but now has since shifted over to safety. Uh, and, and then they also have um, the incoming you know, junior college player of Jadarius Perkins. And so I look at Barkins as a sign that Oregon feels pretty confident of some of the younger players that will be on the roster beyond the 2020 football season, that they can afford to take a guy who has a, a very – very high ceiling and and just let him develop for a year or two. Yesterday I asked you about the cornerback position in the 2021 class going forward after Perkins committed and who, who some of the top targets might be. And I think the number one name off your, your lips was Darren Barkins. You got that one right, Matt. Do you, <laughs> who, who are some other prospects at the cornerback position? Um, I clearly, we don't think this is it for corner, do we? I mean, we, we don't think they're going to take two. We think there are more prospects out there to know, right? Yeah, I would anticipate they'll take maybe one or two more cornerbacks at the, at the cornerback spot. 
Um, that could be a, a Sierra Wright, who's a four-star cornerback out of the Los Angeles area. Uh, that could also be uh, a player of the name of Nathaniel Wiggins or Jalen Davies or Jameer Johnson. I think it, it gives Oregon now a position where they can just be ultra aggressive towards, you know, their top two or three guys and try and sign one. And if, if, if two guys want to come, I, I think you may have some wiggle room to get there and, and try and, and squeeze them in. But, uh, I envision this class kind of being right around three cornerbacks, maybe two safeties. Uh, but it, it kind of depends on what happens at the safety spot and, um, maybe they, they, they flip it and, and they take a safety spot and, and they add it to the cornerbacks considering who they're, they're signing and whatnot. But, uh, I, I, they're not done at the cornerback position. Certainly not. They are, uh, certainly in now on, you know, really zeroed in on some four star, Top 100, top 200 prospects. Uh, now that they've gotten two verbal commitments at the cornerback position. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Austin Audible's podcast. For Eric Scopel, I'm Matt Prem. Thank you for listening to this emergency podcast edition. We will talk to you soon. Talk to you later, guys. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.